You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, all about real estate edition. Shining a light on the movers and shakers in the real estate industry. The home builders, developers, realtors, and suppliers making it all happen. Good morning, and welcome back to Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio's All About Real Estate Edition. I'm your host, Carol Morgan, and I'd like to give a shout out to our show sponsor, Denim Marketing. Denim Marketing knows that quality content isn't one size fits all. Try them on for a comfortable fit. So joining me in studio today is a man who has ventured out on his own with his own sales gig this year. So this is going to be a really fun conversation with my friend, David Hagan. He's president of Sales Uncomplicated. Welcome to the show, David. Oh, Carol, thank you so much. Uh, Thanks for having me. This is exciting. Yeah, well, let's just dive in. Um, Take a minute and tell us a little bit about you and your background. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so uh, I guess the the personal stuff first, my wife and I are soon celebrating our 30th wedding anniversary. So kudos to Rebecca for putting up with me for that long. Um, We have three daughters who are all grown um, and all in the home building industry. Caitlin. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they're all in the industry. Caitlin is uh, a new home sales agent for Eastwood Homes and uh, she's doing so well up in the North uh, Atlanta market. And then Ansley uh, is a paralegal. She works with one of the large builders at McMichael and Gray, uh, making sure they're closing and on time. And and then Juliana, our baby, has been in marketing with home builders for about three years. She just went to Smith Douglas. So uh, she jokes that she just, instead of having having her name, she's just going to, you know, her name tag says David Hagan's daughter. So oh, I don't know no. quite that so bad. You, but. Yeah. So she needs to flip that and have people say, oh, you know, he's your father versus that's right. she's the that's, daughter. Yeah. That's right. I'm Juliana's dad. I'm waiting for that's it. That's right. Juliana's for. dad is what your name tag should say whenever you all are in public at, um, you know, sales and marketing council events or whatever you might go I to love together. That. I'm going to, I love, I love twisting that. That's awesome. So, Carol. That's fun. so yeah. So we're excited to have them all in the industry and, and to have them up in the Atlanta market. We are from Savannah. We moved up to Atlanta about five years ago. And so, uh, they're all here. So it's uh, we're, we're having a blast. Yeah, very cool. Well, give us a brief overview about Sales Uncomplicated. I love the name. Well, thank you. I um, I, I appreciate that. So, uh, I, so I was with Smith Douglas for about four years. I left them just an incredible company and, um, you know, have done so much in, in the industry and for the industry. And so <laughs> Um, I left there in February. I've, I've, I've said this, and I want to say this here, that it's one of the, if not the hardest company I've ever left. I, and, you know, I was going to say one of, I think they were the hardest company I've ever left because the culture is just phenomenal and the, you know, the company's phenomenal. So I um, started my own company after much prayer and consideration and planning. And um, so I've been on my own now since, since the 1st of February, and we're a full service sales training, coaching and consulting company. Um, you know, I always saw myself working really almost exclusively with home builders. Uh, but there's been a, there's been a call to work with uh, mortgage lenders and uh, with real estate brokers and even attorneys in the home building space. So, um, so we're doing, you know, we're doing uh, sales training and consulting. Um, I've created a sales process, which I call the uncomplicated method. It's an adaptive sales process that 
uh, allows the salesperson to customize their presentation, you know, according to the customer who's in front of them. So that's been that's been fun. It's been interesting. And, and so we create and coach most of the content we, we're doing is, you know, we're creating in-house. And so it's it's really been exciting. That's really cool. And of course, you know, everything seems to have become more complicated recently <laughs> with, you know, the last couple of years in COVID and is the market up and is the market down? And we've gone from phenomenally low interest rates to now they're headed oh, wow. back up. So yeah. I guess sales have gotten a little bit more complicated recently. You know, yeah. how can we make them easier? You know, I, that's funny that you say that. When I when I was when I was planning my company's name, and, and Carol, you and I have talked about just how phenomenally well you did with with you know with denim marketing. Just the people know who you are by your brand. And so mm-hmm. when I was thinking about this, I didn't want to I didn't want to use the word easy because I don't want anybody to choose us who's looking for the easy way out, right? If a salesperson's just looking for the easy way out, there is none. And you know that, Um, I think you would agree with that. And then, you know, it's simple. Isn't always a compliment when somebody is, you know, looked at as being simple. Um, So I see uncomplicate, almost see it as a verb, like, Mm -hmm. you know, where we can come in and uncomplicate things. But what you've said is, is so true that things have gotten so much more complicated and, and, you know, I, I I would say that it's a that's a great question. I would say that, you know, to to make our sales effort easier, there's nothing wrong with that, right? We want to make things as easy as possible. Um, I, I would say just real quickly four things. One, you got to have a sales process that your team team believes in and can execute. I think that's I think that's first. You've got to have a sales process that they they believe in and can execute. Two, you've got to have a prospecting process that works and doesn't take all day. Right. So just feeding, feeding the, the, the pipeline and then kind of have a follow up process that um, your sales team can keep up with. So so being able to manage the backlog and, and not just know what's in the backlog, but really know it every step of the way. And then and then I think the fourth thing might really be the most important um, in order to simplify the effort. you got to have a sales culture that sets you apart from the competition. I think we all talk about company culture. Um, but I found the most successful sales teams have a sales culture that is mm. that is part of their company culture. Right. And so, you know, to me, those are the things that help make it easier. Oh, that's kind of cool. I like those. Um, I like to have an executable sales process and having an executable process is, I think, a big part of any business being successful, whether it's sales or something else. So highly important. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, in, in a production home building, it's all about processes. I mean, it really is, right? Everything. Yeah, from, absolutely. From, Everything's a process. From everything from buying land to building land, the homes that we build, the uh-huh. type that we're going to build. And and yet there are a lot of yeah. home building companies, production home building companies that that maybe aren't using, either don't have a sales process or just kind of gotten away from it. So right. it's interesting in our industry that everything else we do is, is process based. And yet so often our sales effort is not yeah. process based. Oh, isn't that interesting? I hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Talk a little bit about your um, uncomplicated sales training method. You know, how does that work? How does somebody get started with that? Yeah. So I guess the, the thing that makes us different, the thing that, you know, for a long time, I wanted to write a book on sales. And for so long, I felt like, well, there's nothing really that I have that's different. Like, what am I going to offer that hasn't already been said, you know, in a hundred other sales books? <laughs> and, and really where I got clarity, I don't know, about two years ago, is that we're still using the critical path. You know, mm-hmm. buyers come into the model home and 
and and we're taking them from step one to step two to step three to step four and that worked for so long but today buyers come in and they're at different places in their journey i mean yes some buyers come in and they haven't done anything but most of them have done something right they've been online you know some of them with with virtual reality they've toured the model already you know it used to be if they wanted to tour the model if they wanted to get floor plans or pricing or see see lot availability any of that they had to come in into the model home and we could we could do our you know we had the the traps around the model mm-hmm. homes where they had to come in the sales center and you know but but i think those days are gone and because now when buyers come in a lot of times they'll come in and say hey i want to see the huntington floor plan on lot 49 like they know what they want and so our sales our critical path sales processes to me were so antiquated because it didn't matter where the buyer was we still wanted to take them to step one you know and tell them and yeah hey can i get you a cup of coffee you know can, <laughs> can we sit down and talk for a few right. minutes and no they don't want to talk so so what i so the so the uncomplicated method is what i call an adaptive sales process it's a uh-huh. non-linear process that not only is simplified but it allows the salesperson to start wherever the customer is and so so many times customers come in and sometimes even with their with their real estate agent hey we just want to see the model and and what happens a lot of times is salespeople abandon their sales process because they don't know how to start that's like that's like step seven on their 12-step process so they either one of two things happens they either abandon their process or they abandon the customer they just oh yeah go on in go look and so what i've done is is created a sales process that that really isn't you know the process itself is is really the basics of of what we've known about sales for 100 years but what we've done is made it adaptive so you can start in any one of those four phases and so if the buyer really wants to see the model first, mm-hmm. you can start there and then yeah. move them around, you know, the other parts of the process without abandoning your process. That's that's important. I hadn't really thought about it that way, but it does make sense. You know, if you're used to walking them from step A to step Z and they come in at G, then, you know, where yeah. do you go? So, yeah, oh, that's good. That seems like that that's a tool that, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a flexibility and being able to start wherever that buyer is. Yeah. And and it's and it's something, you know, I just you know, to be clear, it's not really anything that we've invented as much as it's something I've observed. Right. You know, really, really good salespeople yeah. will do that. Really good salespeople. In fact, I know a, a sales leader in the Atlanta market who worked for a national home building company. And she's one of the best I've ever seen, ever worked with. And she told me a few years ago that she would actually fail her secret shops. <laughs> but she was one of their top producers. And and the reason was the secret shop was built around that old critical path right. process that that builder still uses to this day that 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 makes the salesperson start at step one step two right, we don't want right. we don't want we don't want to abandon anything that's important it's just that you know you got to make that you got to be where that customer is and be flexible and adaptive to where they are and then you can sometimes go back and pick up some of those things that you wanted to get at step one mm-hmm. or step two right well, do you think that today's buyers, just because of everything that has gone on for the last few years and because so much more is online now, do you think they just shop a little bit differently than those old critical path setups? Yeah, I do. It's interesting because I've heard people say, you know, even people in my space and the new home training space have said, you know, well, buyers are no different. They're the same. Well, I mean, people are the same. 
buyers are buy completely differently. You know, I mean, right. it's interesting, Carol, that, you know, my wife and I like to go to the car lot at 930 at night after the dealership has <laughs> closed. Uh-huh. And it's and they're smart because the dealerships keep the lights on. And we and, and over the, I don't know, 10 or 12 times we've done it in the last 20 years, there's always somebody else there. We're not the only customer that goes and shops after the salespeople go home. And I love salespeople. I lead salespeople. <laughs> That's what I've done, you know, for years and years. But but there are, you know, to your point, there are customers. Customers are buying differently. Mm-hmm. And now we don't have to go to the car lot and walk around, you know, at night with the, you know, cross the chains to get on the lot. Now, because everything is literally at our fingertips, we can tour the model home, you know, from our living room at 11 right. o'clock at night. And so I know, you know, from I, I'm still in model homes every week. I'm working with, you know, on-site agents every week. I'll be with on-site agents today. And, and I know for a fact that when customers come in, they've done a lot of the shopping. They, mm-hmm. they know what they want. And a lot of, now some don't, some are still, you know, in, in the early stages and they, they don't even know if they're, they're going to buy a new home, but so many of them have taken the process to the, you know, to the second and third stage. And even though it's their first time in that model home, maybe the first time in anyone's model home, it's still like a second or third visit to them. Right you know, to, to, because they've gotten so much more information than the typical first visit. Well, you know, I guess a few years ago, we were saying when they walk in the model home, they might know as much about that model as your salesperson does, just because they've been all over it online. But, you know, I don't right. think that that online experience can completely replace that in person, you know, see it, feel it, touch it, really walk it. Yeah. Um, you know, 3D has made it so much closer, but it's still not the same. You know, when you walk through right. it on your little computer screen, it's not the same as walking through a house. So, um, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I think that there's still more room for disruption in, oh, our, in our industry by technology. And we all we welcome it. Right. But a home is so geography specific like it's not like a, a car or a, or a or you know a hand a purse or a suit where i'm gonna take it with me i mean i've got to go see it because it's i'm coming to it so Gosh. yeah i think i think there are a lot of things that we can do with technology but ultimately most home buyers some home buyers will buy a home sight unseen you know but but most home buyers even though they can start the process you know from afar they're at some point in that process before they sign the contract they want to come in and literally kick the tires right yeah crafting the perfect marketing strategy is like constructing the perfect pair of jeans you need all the right components and expertise unlike trying on a dressing room full of jeans denim marketing makes the process painless and easy Denim Marketing is the market leader in creating quality, original content for home builders, developers, remodelers, and others in the industry. Call 770-383-3360 or email carol at denimmarketing.com to find out how Denim Marketing can be a comfortable fit for your social media, public relations, marketing campaigns, email marketing, blogs, and other marketing needs. Well, so you've mentioned some of the people who participate in your training, but, you know, as a rule, who should participate in your training? Who's your perfect client? Yeah, well, I appreciate you asking. I, so anyone, really anybody that relates or that depends on sales, anybody who, who depends on sales. And I love, I read a book about 10 years ago, Daniel Pink, 
wrote a book um, entitled To Sell as Human. And, and mm. basically the thesis of the book is if you're influencing for decisions, you're in sales, right? If you're trying to, you know, if you're in accounting and you're trying to convince your boss that your accounting is good, or, you know, if you're the parent of a four-year-old and you're trying to convince <laughs> her to eat broccoli, you're in sales, right? In sales, you're trying to influence right. for decisions. So um, I'm training, I'm training sales teams, but I'm also training support teams. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to in decision influencing, our sales process helps with that. So um, my, I would say if you're in the home, you know, if you're in the home building industry, if you're a real estate broker and, and you're selling homes either directly for the builder or, you know, you're a broker working for the builder, um, you know, let us, let's help, you know, let's talk. And then, you know, I'm working with mortgage lenders. I really didn't see that coming when I started. Yeah, that's interesting. In, in February. So I'm, you know, working with lenders on, on how to, you know, what the builder wants and, you know, how to become the best partner for the builder. Same thing with closing attorneys. I'm working with attorneys and real estate brokerages on how to, you know, how to leverage yourself, uh, you know, as a partner for mm-hmm. uh, for home builders. So so home building is my, my first love. And uh, I'm excited about, you know, working with builder partners, but, but other folks in that periphery. And, and, and really, I guess, technically, I've worked with insurance companies. I've I work with a law firm. I'm, you know, I'm from huh. the Savannah area, and I just trained uh, six attorneys on how to close uh, consults using the uncomplicated method, and their conversion rates are up. Uh, some of them up exponentially. So, so the sales process really works regardless of what industry you're in. Uh, so, but but primarily we're working with home builders and and those others that are in that space. Yeah, well, that's really neat to have systemized something that works um, in different verticals. So congratulations to you on that. Well, what's the one easy thing that you wish salespeople would change immediately to help them to be more successful? Oh, wow. Um, So what salespeople, I think, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. I think that there are a lot of folks that are either in sales or want to be in sales that think there are certain things you got to be born with. Um, I'm a I'm a big believer that anything that you need to be successful in, in sales is skill based, and anything that's skill based can be learned. Mm-hmm. Um, some people look at other people that just you know seem to be born with it, and others are sometimes will think, well, I I'm not I'm not like them, or I'm not extroverted. I wasn't born like that. I don't just right. talk to strangers in the airport. And so I would say, you know, don't don't give up on yourself and don't feel like you've got to be that person to be successful in sales. I'm writing a book called a Gab is Not the Gift, where I talk about sales processes that really what you need is the sales process, not not the gift of Gab. The, the right. gift then is the sales process. And and so I've seen people who didn't have any of those other naturally, you know, given traits rise to the top 1% in their fields. That would be the thing is, you know, that to me makes it easier, you know, so I just believe anybody can be successful in sales if they, if they will work, you know, according to those, those processes. Right. Cool. Well, you teach something called the customer experience equation. Give us a brief overview and description about what that is. Well, so, you know, I think, you know, I'll ask this question in large groups and small groups, and the the answer is the same over and over and over again, that, you know, how many of you believe that customer experience is important? And everybody says it is. You know, there was a time where people bought primarily based on price. Mm -hmm. If it was the cheapest, that's what they were going to buy. But but that's not the case anymore. And with our children, you know, the 20-somethings that are coming up, um, it's even, it's more and more about experience and customers will pay more 
for a, for a great experience and they expect a great experience. What I found is a lot of companies seem to struggle with what customer experience really is, right? It seems something like something that's ethereal. And, 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 and a lot of companies that I've worked with, a lot of folks, you know, leaders that I've met will tell you, you know, privately that customer experience is something they want to be known for. But when you dig down, they really don't even know how to deliver customer experience. And I've been surprised, Carol, how many people will ask their customers to go into, you know, on their social media or to go online and leave a review about their mm-hmm. experience without even knowing what their experience is. Right, like, wait, exactly. What? You're inviting them to go leave you a review and you don't know what they're going to say. And so the customer experience equation quite simply says that customer experience equals the customer's expectations plus or minus the company's execution. Mm -hmm. And that may seem simple on on the surface, but but, but basically the whole of their experience is going to be the sum of what they expect and how we execute. Mm -hmm. And we can affect both of those things. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of the, you know, setting expectations. Well, we need to do a better job of setting expectations. I believe we need to do a better job of communicating expectations because every customer's expectations are different and their experiences are different and their needs are different and, you know, and their temperament and emotions and what mm-hmm. they're going through at that moment is even different than what it would have been for that exact same person a year ago, you know, a year earlier. And so, I don't think it's so much about setting customers' expectations as it is understanding their all expectations right. and then having conversations around that, that that go all the way through the close in, in real estate. And so um, so that's something I've been teaching is what I call the customer uh, experience equation and, and how can we affect not only our execution, right? That might, that's kind of like, you know. Yeah. Duh, right? We have to, but, <laughs> so how can we affect our execution, but also affect expectations, but not just from telling them what we're going to do, because that's typically what we do. How can we find, let's, let's have a conversation around their expectations. And right. we might find out it's not even a good fit. You know, we might save all of us some frustration and time and trouble because we find out what they really expect isn't what we can do. But mm-hmm. more times than not, we find out the nuances of, of where they've been and what they have now and what they would like to have. Right. And 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 then then that's really where the customer experience. So the other thing that we, we tend to do in sales is we tend to overpromise. And one of the things that I teach, and this is, would be a good takeaway for your audience today, the more you overpromise, the less likely you are to overdeliver. Hmm. And great customer experience comes from all the times that you overdeliver. Right. Yeah. If you give them what they expect, they may be happy. But if you give them more than they expect, they're going to they're they're going to they're going to tell everybody about you. Right. And so, you know, I don't I don't want us to lower the bar so low that we can just step over it, but I do want us to become cognizant about overpromising. Um, so that it sets us up into, you know, gets us into a position to overdeliver. Well, yeah, set yourself up for success. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Well, what else do you want our listeners to know? Well, I think, you know, uh, if you're in real estate, probably anything, you know, because it seems like everything is driven by real estate. But if you're in real estate, obviously, you know, the market has changed. We've been saying for months that it, it is has? changing. The market has Ooh. changed. Um, stop listening to, you know, stop listening to mainstream media, legacy media, whatever you want to call it. Make sure you understand the market. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I love when you watch a courtroom drama 
and they swear the witness in and, and they ask them this whole convoluted thing about, you know, do you promise to tell the truth? And do you promise to tell the whole truth? And, and do you promise to tell nothing but the truth? Like, Carol, the truth shouldn't be that complicated. And no, yet it should it not be, yes. And, and so I say all of that to say that so often what we hear in media isn't the whole truth. And it's right. not it's not nothing but the truth. It's, you know, sometimes we just get these numbers right. and sometimes they're bent yeah. to fit the narrative that they're, you know, they're trying to give us. You know, the market in Atlanta is 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 incredible. Um, the market and, you know, in, in all of the major, in most of the major U.S. markets, the real estate market is still, um, right. you know, still well, a seller's market. Oh, and I just laugh. I mean, you're absolutely right. Oh, my gosh. Inventory has doubled. <gasps> so we have two months of supply now instead of our normal six. <laughs> that's ex- that's ex- I mean, you're exactly right. It's stuff that's like ex- that. And, oh, my gosh. Well, you know, it, it's like almost all those statistics. It's like they're just, you know, using a statistic for, you know. And they know how attention, to but it, it doesn't. Yes. Yeah. They, yeah. They, I heard something the other day that days on market has doubled. Oh my oh, gosh. We went from two days on market to four days four, on market. Or from seven yeah. to 14. Yeah. It's right. Still, That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so that would be the, right. Yeah I, yeah. I would say, you know, know, know your market, make it your business uh-huh. to not just know the competition. That's different. That's important. Right. Right. But knowing the market and being able to give buyers confidence. I, you know, I heard mm-hmm. something the other day where, where somebody said, well, my lender said, that interest rates are going to probably drop, you know, in December and January. So I'm just going to wait. Well, okay, they interest rates may drop. They First might. All, we don't. They might. We don't know what's going they to happen might. in the future. But what are building price? You know, what are prices going to do? Right. You know, and and are are you know are you willing to wait for you know six more months of 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 you know of price increases and then to, to gamble on an interest rate? So you know, being able to 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 know enough about the market, we don't have to become experts of everything, but we need to surround ourselves with those experts and and to be able to give the buyer confidence that that now mm-hmm. is still a, a good time to buy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, where can listeners go to get more information about you and Sales Uncomplicated and all of your methods? Well, well, thank you. So salesuncomplicated.com is probably the easiest place to get me. Um, so our website, salesuncomplicated.com, you can find my, you can actually find my cell phone number there and my email address there. We're on any social media. So you go to, you know, whatever your favorite social media is and look for Sales Uncomplicated. We're there. Um, you're not going to find me jumping out of my car dancing or anything, but um, why not? We, well, because um, I I don't dance. That's not one of my <laughs> areas of spiritual giftedness, and um, I would probably fall out of the car and get run over. And do you really want to watch that? I don't know. Probably some people. No, do. I think that'd be bad. Yeah, well, well, thank you. Absolutely. Thank well, you, you know, life is complicated enough, so sales don't have to be with sales uncomplicated. There you go. It's your new yeah. tagline. Um, <laughs> well, with that, it's a wrap for this week's Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio's All About Real Estate Edition. I want to thank David Hagen with Sales Uncomplicated for joining me in the studio today. On behalf of today's show sponsor, Denim Marketing, I'm Carol Morgan, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and give us a positive rating and review. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, then please email me, carol at denimmarketing.com. And of course, as always, you can follow us on pretty much every social media site there is out there at Atlanta Real Estate Forum. Um, If you're interested in daily news, then visit atlantarealestateforum.com. And with that, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in and we'll see you back here next week for our next episode. Today's episode was made possible by Denim Marketing. 
the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite real estate blog, and source for real estate news, trends, new home communities, model homes, builders, and more. Denim marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your podcast or iTunes app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show.